Chapter Nine of Blessed Edmund Campion. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Elaine Conway, England. Blessed Edmund Campion by Louise Imogen Gwynney. Chapter Nine: Skirmishing, the English Counties, fifteen eighty the devoted george gilbert his fellowship of young men and those whom they gathered together met on the feast of st peter and paul june twenty ninth to hear for the first time father campion preach it was no easy task to find a safe and suitable auditorium but lord paget one of their own number was daring enough to hire from lord norris the hall of a great house in the neighbourhood of smithfield all the servants and porters were turned out for the occasion and gentlemen took their places within a few days however rumours about campion's sermon and about campion were flying over the city there were a number of spies about instructed by the council pretending to be lapsed catholics or unsettled protestants and trying hard to bag such new and shining birds as the jesuits but campion had a friend at court who warned him and therefore held only private conferences in friendly houses with those whom he knew the missionaries were sent to strengthen the wills of the wavering catholics and not primarily to make converts personal dealings with would-be converts were never attempted except as supplementary to the action of the lay helpers who took all the soundings and gave any needful catechising when parsons who had been away in the country got back to town mr henry alton and father robert johnson had been tracked and imprisoned through sled the apostate informer and it became plain to the rest of the little band gathered about parsons and campion that for reasons immediate and remote both fathers must be spirited away each went mounted with a companion gervais pierrepoint being campion's guide and at hoxton in july the priests parted for their separate fields of action just before that however there arrived as a deputy to them mr thomas pound of belmont the best known perhaps of all the english prisoners for the faith he was committed to jail sixteen times and passed thirty years in durance pound had managed to bribe the jailer of the marshalsea to let him out for this short journey most anxious for the good repute of the fathers he rode post haste to tell them that enemies in london were spreading the report that they had come over the political purposes and that if in the midst of their apostolic work in the shires they should be taken and executed the government would be sure to issue pamphlets as was its habit defaming their motives and slandering the catholic body therefore he begged both jesuits to write a vindication of their presence and purpose in england which signed and sealed might be given to the public if things came to the worst the certain accusation and its answer had been debated before in council by many clergy who had contented themselves with agreeing to swear when called upon that they had no business whatever in hand but that of religion but campion now drew up his own document then and there at a table while the others were talking in it he declares that my charge is of free cost to preach the gospel to cry alarm spiritual 
that matters of state are things which appertain not to my vocation and are straitly forbid things from which i do gladly estrange and sequester my thoughts and never thinking of himself but fired with confidence in his cause he goes on to beg leave for a public presentment of the faith he says in the course of this splendid little philippic i should be loath to speak anything that might sound of an insolent brag or challenge in this noble realm my dear country it shows completely the partisan temper of the time that is his statement got exactly that name and no other fastened upon it it was called everywhere campion's brag and challenge and its modest author was contemned and ridiculed for the implication that his own powers were so very superior that he must of course get the better of others in any argument pound took his copy which campion forgot to seal back to london read it in raptures let it be seen admired talked about and transcribed this was his curious way of keeping a secret the result was that what was meant to meet a particular crisis and serve for a lost will and testament became as common property beforehand as any ballad sold in the streets lively measures were at once taken by the bishop of winchester and the state hypocritically urging conspiracy pounced upon a host of catholic lords and gentlemen yet campion's little composition which bred all this fury only asked for three sorts of indifferent and quiet audience one hearing before the lords in council on the relation of the church to the english government the next before the head of houses of both universities on the proofs of the truth of the catholic religion the last before the court spiritual and temporal wherein i will justify the said faith by the common wisdom of the laws standing then he pleads indifferent and almost affectionate words for a special audience of her noble grace the queen in his candour and fearless simplicity he believed that opponents had only to hear to be convinced thus crediting them with that earnestness in religious matters which he possessed himself and which only a very few of the best protestants of that day shared with him campion closes his appeal with a wonderfully beautiful reference to the vowed seminarian priests and in a lofty music of good english worthy to stand by any passage of like length in the great prose classics hearken to those which spend the best blood in their bodies for your salvation many innocent hands are lifted up unto heaven for you daily and hourly by those english students whose posterity shall not die which beyond the seas gathering virtue and sufficient knowledge for the purpose are determined never to give you over but either to win you to heaven or to die upon your pikes and touching our society be it known unto you that we have made a league all the jesuits in the world whose succession and multitude must overreach all the practices of england cheerfully to carry the cross that you shall lay upon us and never to despair your recovery while we have a man left to enjoy your tyburn or to be racked with your torments or to be consumed with your prisons the expense is reckoned the enterprise is begun it is of god it cannot be withstood so the faith was planted so it must be restored if these my offers be refused and my endeavours can take no place and i having run thousands of miles to do you good shall be rewarded with rigour 
I have no more to say, but recommend your case and mine to Almighty God, the searcher of hearts, who send us of his grace and set us at accord before the day of payment, to the intent we may at last be friends in heaven, where all injuries shall be forgotten. Parsons' work lay in Gloucester, Hereford, Worcestershire, Warwickshire, and Derbyshire, campions in the more southerly Midlands. The wandering Levite, with his attendant gentleman, would approach at evening, and with caution, the friendly roof, either Catholic or, though Protestant, containing Catholics, and be received at the door as strangers, then conducting it to an inner room where all who seek the priest's ministrations kneel and ask for his blessing that night all is got ready and confessions are heard instructions given reconciliations effected at dawn there is mass preaching and holy communion and the travellers depart for the next household station most edifying accounts are given of the devotion of good married confessors who were scattered all over the land the jesuits men met with many seculars whom we find in every place whereby both the people is well served and we much eased in our charge these were the old marian priests active in obscurity the harvest is wonderful great so many show a conscience pure a courage invincible zeal incredible a work so worthy the number innumerable of high degree of mean calling of every age and sex the solaces that are ever intermingled with the miseries are so great that they do not only countervail the fear of what punishment temporals soever but by infinite sweetness make all worldly pains be they never so great seem nothing for the sake of this good people which had lived before so many ages in one only faith day by day running in and out of all the busy heroic toil is the fiery thread of danger and alarm we are sitting merrily at table conversing familiarly on matters of faith and devotion for our talk is generally of such things when comes a hurried knock at the door we all start and listen like deer when they hear the huntsman if it is nothing we laugh at our fright then there was calumny a far more difficult thing to accept in the same gay spirit they tear and sting us with their venomous tongues calling us seditious hypocrites yea heretics too which is much laughed at the people hereupon is ours and again the house where i am is sad no other talk but of the death flight prison or spoil of their friends nevertheless they proceed with courage very many even at this present being restored to the church new soldiers give in their names while the old off up their blood by which holy hosts and oblations god will be pleased and we shall no question by him overcome these are extracts from campion's letters and give a clear idea of his life during his visitations of fifteen eighty to fifteen eighty one there were then many more manor-houses kept up as such than there are now most of those which campion visited had their hiding-place or priests holes to which he could always fly when safety demanded it he settled a host of weak catholics in their religion 
and also received a great many conspicuous converts it will be noted that the little jesuit mission was directed to the gentry this was not through accident or partiality or snobbery the gentry had most personal weight they were better able to protect a hunted man and they were naturally supposed to have strict notions of honour this last was a point on which everything depended moreover the old spirit of feudalism was not so dead but that through them all workmen on their estates or connected by interest with them in the towns could be reached and influenced in a hurried campaign every consideration of prudence and forethought would choose them so to speak as the outworks of the citadel the country districts north and south were all still favourable to catholicism london the university of cambridge and some larger towns and seaports especially in the west were half puritan or calvinistic half irreligious and indifferent the ancient faith as was well said by sir cuthbert sharp for the most part still lay like lees at the bottom of men's hearts and if the vessel were ever so little stirred came to the top a thoughtful living writer sums it up as his conclusion that england would have resumed the faith with a sigh of relief had it not been for the resentment spread by the catholic plotters considering the frightful circumstances of the body to which these men belonged it is putting too great a strain perhaps upon human nature to expect smooth behaviour from every individual in it the genuine plotters were few against them stands the passionate loyalty of a persecuted minority both all along and in the one great crisis when the deliverer loomed up in the shape of the philip's armada blessed and indulgenced like a crusade of old where were they supposed to be so sick of queen and country hand in impoverished pocket strengthening the national defences cutlass on thigh manning the english fleet End of chapter 9